1: Welcome into the uh, post-game edition of Locked on Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston doing one for you, a relatively short one tonight because, of course, uh, it's really, really late, and I, quite frankly, have got to get to bed. Um, But as you, uh, well, if you're up late with me on this, I guess, early Tuesday morning or whether you're listening to this uh, in the car on your way to work on Tuesday, it was a pretty craptastic night all the way around for the Grizzlies, and they did not even get out of it with a, what would have been a very lackluster win, but a win nonetheless, they don't even get that, they end up with a uh, lackluster loss, I don't know if there's too many other kinds of losses to the Kings, um, but the Kings have now beaten two straight playoff teams in close games, Clippers on uh on Sunday the Grizzlies on Monday that really doesn't help them they need to get their pick as bad as possible to make sure they hang on to it the last thing they need to do is to end up uh having to swap out a very good pick with uh with Philly but that's you know that's where they're at right now because of some really quality gming from uh, from Vladdy but listen you can't begrudge them their effort they the Kings played exceptionally hard in this game, harder really than the Grizzlies for, for the for the vast majority of the game. Now let's talk about the 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 last little portion of the game. The pivotal play was, of course, Darren Collison's drive to the basket, where he was quote unquote fouled by Andrew Harrison. Really was a bad call. Real bad call. Especially in the circumstances. Uh you know, Harrison didn't do anything. Collison was the one who really initiated the contact with his body on the drive, but you know, be that as it may, the Grizzlies put themselves in that situation with some really bad play throughout this ball game, and uh, and and you know, a little thing that was in that whole sequence is that on a on the prior Kings' offensive possession, Dave Yeager had drawn up a, an out of bounds lob play very similar to ones that he had drawn up for the Grizzlies before, in fact, against the Kings. With, uh, with Courtney Lee, the one where he tapped it in. It was a very similar play to that one. And uh, he drew it up for Willie Cauley-Stein. Ball was thrown too high, goes over Cauley-Stein's head, and ends up out of bounds off Willie Cauley-Stein, um, although the, there was a delay while the officials uh, reviewed it. It was reviewed back in Secaucus at the replay center. And during that time, you know the teams could have uh, huddled up and talked or whatever. ends up being Grizzlies ball, but David Fisdale calls a timeout in that scenario and you know that that's the that 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 was one that i I had some real questions about because you don't it was the final time out of the game for the grizzlies and, and that would that would prove to be in my mind at least a a very big turn of events and a very big time to to use that that timeout and to call it because if you fast forward to five seconds left in this ball game, you know, the Grizzlies end up with an opportunity. They don't get anything on that possession. Mike Conley misses a jumper. And so, you know, you go down and after that timeout, nothing comes of it offensively. Collison makes two free throws. 91 9190 with about five seconds left to play in a game. And at that point, you could call a timeout, advance the ball, whatever. And instead, they don't have a timeout. And so they have to go. Right after the make, they have to go, and it's an impromptu play. It doesn't really work. And uh, ends up with Zach Randolph missing badly on a three-pointer. There you go, ball game. Had they had that timeout, they could have at least drawn up something a, a little more organized than that. I get that the offense isn't very good. And you may well have drawn something up if you're David Fisdale, and it wouldn't have worked anyway. It doesn't sound as if the Grizzlies were doing much paying attention to David Fisdale in this game, um, as you'll hear on his, uh, his post-game comments. Um, but that 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 surprised me a little bit. I thought that was kind of a rookie coaching mistake, not to leave yourself a timeout in that scenario, to be able to uh, make the call, advance the ball, that stuff. And uh, and he didn't do it. So you can you can chalk... That small portion of it up to Fisdale uh, you could chalk the the majority of it up to the Grizzlies just having a putrid offense at this point. I mean no Marcus all in this ball game again second straight game he's missed with that left foot strain you know whatever that is it's always a little troubling with with Mark uh you, you hope if he doesn't come back on Wednesday you start to get a little bit nervous about what's really going on uh, with this thing uh, because he was listed as doubtful coming into tonight's game and so you know, Maybe it's not that, that 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 bad, but nonetheless, if he starts missing a whole bunch of games, then that will raise concern, and it'll raise concern, too, because this team looks very, very average on nights like this. I mean, very average. You know, the Grizzlies have always been, and we've talked about this a lot on this pod, because I'm a big believer in it. You have to have chemistry. You have to play bigger than yourself. You have to play as a collective. Uh, Particularly in basketball, you you have to have everybody on the same page, you know, on both both offense and defense. You know, you you can no longer play just a ton of individual basketball and get away with it these days. It's not going to work. And the Grizzlies, when they're at their best, they embody that. They embody that, you know, on the defensive end they even embody it on the offensive end. But that has not happened for them. Really on either end. They they're playing much more like five individuals out there and and the individuals that the Grizzlies have like many years are just not that good compared to their opponents. And it's no knock on them. It's just they're not they're not a team that's just Overflowing with transcendent, next level talent. That's that's not the Grizzlies. Never has been. Probably never will be. They do have all star caliber players, and you know you've got three big time guys potentially. Ian Conley, Gasol, and well, fear. Theor- yeah, I say three. I don't know. Conley and Gasol certainly. Occasionally, Zach Randolph. At some point, it was going to be Chandler Parsons, but that's clearly long gone. That's the tricky part. And you know, from an offensive standpoint, it showed. It was it was tough. Sled and it was tough to watch. You know, Zach Randolph got the start in place of, of, of Marcus Saul again. And <clears throat> I think you can see, you watch this game, and you can see the limitations of Zach's game at this point. You can see the limitations of the post-heavy offense at this point. Uh, this is where you know grit and grind and whatever, that style of play, forget about the personnel at this point, just from a style standpoint, it is so much harder to win that style now than it was five years ago, six years ago. The league has changed around them. There are so many more teams now that have so many more talented, uh, multidimensional big men that make the matchup with Zach Randolph uh, a real nightmare for Zach on the defensive end. And Zach's now unable in his post game to really dominate. And to really run the show from there in the way that he did four or five years ago and beyond where he you you dump the ball to Zach and you'd feel very confident about the results and and Zach would get you know twenty five and fifteen and you know put up some big time stat lines that that is just it's not happening right now without a ton of help on the offensive glass and, and all that stuff it's just it's it's not and zach defensively it, you know still has his problems and so If you if you're a team and you can only score ninety points, you you leave yourself very vulnerable to losing that game, and that's where Dave Yeager, you know, has a little bit of the edge right now because you know at least his team at this point is a little more loosey goosey, a little more free, a little less constrained by some of the mental stuff that seems to be plaguing the Grizzlies right now. They're just playing. David Fisdale has said it forever, and these are the games that prove it. You've got to have some offense, man. You, you can talk about your defense all you want. You've got to have some offense, and you've got to have a better offense than this. Zach, it's, it's not happening. and You can tell, look, I mean, I love Zach, but watching that was brutal. And watching him this year in those scenarios has been pretty brutal. He's shooting 37 percent from the field in his last five games, 10 percent from three. Um, you know it's he's not defending I mean, he defends hard, and Zach plays really hard, but it's just playing hard does not equal playing well. And it, you know, this is the NBA. I thought it was interesting too that Zach, that was his fifth start of the year. Zach's played in 66 games. He started five. He's come off the bench in 61. So admittedly, a small sample size. But I found it interesting nonetheless. Zach is averaging 15 points a game and and 8.5 rebounds as a starter. He's averaging 14 points a game and 8 rebounds coming off the bench. But he's playing 9 more minutes per game on average as a starter than as a bench player. He's shooting 42.5% as a starter, 45% off the bench. He's shooting 8% from three as a starter, and he's taking way more threes in those those starts. And he's shooting 26% from three off the bench. Now, you know, granted, that's not all that great, but it's a hell of a lot better than eight. And so um, I think you can see Plus, he's a you know overall minus, almost forty in those games that he is uh, that he started. And in the games where he's come off the bench, he is a about a plus one twenty two overall. In and, and the same is true if you go to the advanced metrics, if you start looking at offensive defensive rating, and all that stuff. Um, Now, again, granted, you're talking about a very small sample size as a starter and a guy who isn't a starter anymore for the Grizzlies, so it it is a little bit odd, um, and I'm sure it's tough for him. But as a starter, his net rating is negative 16, negative 15.8 to be exact. So the Grizzlies are 15.8 points per 100 possessions, worse with Zach as a starter and he is a plus 1 as a bench player. So massively better. Massively better coming off the bench which you know David Fizdale certainly expected and planned for and has gotten. It's not a perfect comparison because you know there's just not enough sample of him as a starter but again what you saw tonight was pretty indicative of it just a lot of shots, mm, a lot of post play, a lot of ugly stuff. Now this 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 loss puts the Grizzlies in a tough spot. You know, you, you look up and down the roster again, talent wise, without Mark and without Chandler Parsons, obviously, you know, Mike Conley's getting tired. You could see it at the end of games. There there's you know, I I didn't think Mike played uh particularly well tonight. I thought Mike was part of the problem too. Ends up going eight of twenty three from the field for for his points, yeah, you know, that's whenever you've got as many points as shots, essentially, then you know you're not you're not doing a great job. Conley, twenty three shots, twenty two points, one of seven from on the three point line. It, it was it was not his night. It was uh, it was not his night. But I think he's getting tired. He's playing forty minutes. He goes out of the game and. Um, Yeah, the Grizzlies do lose a lot when he goes out of the game. The reliance on Andrew Harrison is tough. You know, on nights when Troy Daniels doesn't have it, like tonight, he is. um, There's only so much that he can give you. I mean, the the, the roster, if you look at it dispassionately, it just is not all that spectacular. They've got a lot of hardworking guys, a lot of guys that have done a lot in the league. But in terms of pure talent, not so much. They have to play together, and they have to play unified. And if they can do that, then they can overcome some of that talent disparity and play as one collective instead of five individuals, but that isn't happening as much. There are still issues and switches that don't need to be made and defensive plays that are botched, focus that isn't there. Listen to David Fisdale as he talked with Grind City Media's Michael Wallace after the game, uh, and he was not thrilled with his team's mentality and their mental focus in the, this game and on this entire road trip.
0: Well, I mean, uh, you know, we had we, we didn't necessarily contain the ball well tonight. Um, I thought we battled. We didn't shoot the ball well at all, uh, you know, but we, we we crashed the glass hard. Uh, we fought our tails off. Um, now we just came up short. David, there was a, a, I think in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, during that, the start of the fourth quarter, uh, it was an animated huddle. You tried to get the guys going. Did you get the response that you needed from them initially? Yeah, I mean we got we got punched and uh, was down uh, almost double digits, and you know it was just uh, it was starting to get a little ridiculous with the way we were forgetting our plays and and coming out of timeout not running our sets that we were drawing up like. This whole trip was a, a a real disaster mentally for us. Um, really frustrating for me right now uh, as a coach, because uh, it's not anything effort-wise, and so you know I, things that I usually get pretty ticked off at is the effort. And uh, the last three games, I thought we really competed our tails off. I just thought that, um, you know, we had no brain while doing it. I'll let you run on this, Dave. How do you guys sort of prevent that from snowballing, going back home for a couple games before you go back on the road again? Look, the bottom line is we got to get desperate and we got to get focused. And, uh, you know, until those two things happen, uh, no one's going to save us. That
1: was not a particularly optimistic Turn of phrase from David Fisdell. Listen to this one again. This whole trip was a, a a real disaster mentally for us. So for me in these games, uh, it's not so much about the loss or the win, it, it, because you know while seeding was still you know on the line and still technically is on the line for the Grizzlies, especially because the the schedule is is pretty simple down the stretch. You finish with those four. Home games, so a real opportunity there, but now you look at the at the way this has gone and now you could pretty much I don't know, you you could it's not you can't totally seal it off, but you, you feel pretty good. Um you feel pretty confident rather that you're gonna be in seventh spot right now and, and that the Thunder are gonna be in sixth. The Thunder come back, furious comeback against the Mavs to end up winning that game by one. Grizzlies lose the game by one. That's a huge turn of events in the race for uh, higher seating in the Western Conference. So what it means most likely is that the Grizzlies are locked in to play the Spurs. Not in and of itself the worst thing in the world, even though the Spurs just dismantled the Cavs uh, in the ballgame on Monday. Spurs and the Grizzlies, we've seen the matchup. We'll see it one more time. It, it's a it's a pretty good one for the Grizzlies. Um, so I think that that probably would be better. To me, than finishing sixth, I've always said I, I don't think the Grizzlies need and want any part of Houston in the uh, in the postseason, and and so I think it's better actually for the Grizzlies to be in seventh spot. But yeah, you know, it's not so much even about that as it's just about the way that they play and the lackluster effort, the fact that you get outworked by a Kings team with truly nothing to play for, and in fact. You know, organizationally, a lot to play against. They they don't they don't they don't really want nor need to win. But those players, you can't tell them that they want to win. And they they outworked the Grizzlies in many respects last night. That is, that's a problem. That's a problem. One-dimensional offense is a problem. Not having enough shooters is a problem. Not having enough playmakers is a problem. Um, you know, not being able to take Mike Conley out of the game that's a problem. You know, still no resolution to the backup point guard situation. You know, Andrew Harrison is very limited, but okay. And uh, the other guys are all far from okay. Um, so, yeah, but this this goes back again. Darren Collison was the guy that, that, that beat them up. And, you know, I, I don't know why he's still playing for the Kings. You know, I, I don't know why the Kings are trying to win games. But... I thought the Grizzlies should have moved, you know, within reason, of course, whatever they could have to go and get Darren Collison, which would have really helped to give you another option out there uh, that could score, as obviously shown tonight. And give you another playmaker uh, would would make sure that Andrew Harrison didn't have to play much. All those things would be very positive for your team, and um, but they they didn't do it, and, and I, I don't I don't know why the Kings wouldn't have done it. They they need to. They need to lose games. They they don't need to be winning too many of these games. They should have been trying to get rid of any veteran that they possibly could to give their young guys playing time and to make sure they didn't win too many games. So to me that was a possibility. I have no idea whether they could have or couldn't have, but to to me that would have made some sense. But really, yeah, truly it doesn't it doesn't matter that much. Seeding we've already established is what it is, and you know, they're probably gonna play in the Spurs. It's just the way they're playing. In, in the the lackluster nature of it, the and uh, like I, I I'm not say, identity crisis. But it's just a, another example of you know not really excelling from an effort standpoint, not impressing your clients, the fans with what you're doing, and not really having a clear vision of you know, really what to do offensively. And the kind of team you want to be going into the postseason. This is the stuff that has been troubling me for most of the season with this team. And you know, we, we see it now, kind of distilled down. But it's been doing. this has been the Grizzlies for most of the year. I mean, look at this most recent run: thirteen games, they've lost five, won four, now lost four. Yeah, that, that's that's not the sign of a healthy team. Healthy mentally, as David Fisdell puts it. Not so much physically, we'll see what happens with Mark, but mentally. I want to say a big thank you to the folks at Grizz Essentials for their sponsorship of the podcast and of this particular episode. Remember the promo code VC43, that's VC43, that's, uh, spell everything out. VC-F-O-R-T-H-R-E-E, VC43, gets you a free month for the great people at Grizz Essentials. get you a free month of their fabulous service. Unbelievable Grizz gear. Uh, really unique, awesome stuff just for you. Awesome things that you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, terrific, terrific people and a great product. Again, VC43. Go to grizzessentials.com slash LO Grizzlies. That's grizzessentials.com slash L-O Grizzlies and use the promo code vc 43 spell it all out vc 43 and you can support the pod and support yourself with some fabulous gear that is terrific from the folks at Grizz Essentials big thank you to them big thank you to all of you guys for listening a reminder the Grizzlies will be back in action tomorrow night in FedEx Forum as they take on the Indiana Pacers also coming up um tomorrow morning on the pod you are going to uh, have the Q a we've uh I got a lot of I got a lot of questions from you guys and uh, we're gonna get a lot of answers um so looking forward to answering those if you have any more please send them to me uh, I've gotten uh, a, a good number but could always use more so please feel free to send them over um, I am at Peter Edmiston on Twitter just fire them off there uh, or Peter at peteredmonton.com again email me. Love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Have yourself a great Tuesday, everybody.